You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Just gone 8.07 Central African time. Let's welcome a pious and sagacious Ummah Wadai Hati. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. After dinner mints, uh, keeping your company this evening with myself, Shafaq Khan, hosting you, and uh, our Lucalo on the board. And you can look forward to our bumper pulled edition uh, this evening from 8 to 8.30. It will be Muslim news uh, with Abu Bakr. See that. And uh, from 8.30 to 9, drive-in with Anwar Qasim, followed by uh, the family room from 9 to 9.30 with Morana Salim Karim. And from 9.30 to 10, Travel Express with Ibrahim Badachia. There he is, our very own Professor Abu Bakr. See that on his segment, Muslim News. Abu Bakr, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how you doing this fine, beautiful Tuesday evening? With the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa we are doing well and we pray that the listeners and yourself of Malka Sahaba are also within the same loop. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, jazallahunna muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jisha Fatimah, we are doing well and we pray that uh, the world of uh, Islam is also doing well. A lot of challenges for the Muslim Ummah, especially in Southeast Asia. In fact, we've got uh, three very prominent countries there, you know, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Bangladesh. And then if we go south, we've got Indonesia, Malaysia. But a lot of things happening there, Shabbat First, we go to Afghanistan. Uh, the onslaught on Afghanistan is being conducted not only on the political front, but also on the social and economic front, Shabbat and also challenging the defense capabilities of the nascent uh, Taliban government. It is already for about 15 months since the Taliban had taken over last August, Shabbat Ahmad. But uh, with all the sanctions that have been placed against it by the Western uh, countries, uh, United States of America and the European Union, they, it is uh, just a miracle that Afghanistan has uh, survived and uh, has progressed very well. I just read a recent article, Shabbat Ahmed, by Molana Bilal Valley, who had visited Afghanistan uh, just a few months ago. And the report that he gave was uh, uh, just inspiring that uh, with all this, uh, the challenges that uh, the Taliban government is facing, that what they have implemented, especially in terms of uh, the form of government, you know, the Sharia form of government, the Islamic economic system, with the, the cancellation of interest in every sphere of uh, economic activity, and uh, in the educational field also. What is when everything seems to be falling in place with the educational and economic system, someone disturbs the equilibrium of the country, Shabbat The economy in the last 15 months has been battered not only from the neighbors, but also with the sanctions in place advocated by the West. The Taliban government has dauntlessly pursued the implementation of Islamic Sharia. In the sphere of economics, it is the only country in the world that scrapped the interest factor in the system. Instead of producing the dreaded poppy for the fermenting of heroin, the land in Herat region is productively used for the cultivation of the red gold of Afghanistan, that is saffron. The quality is compatible and even exceeds world market standards. 
and the only hindrance for its worldwide availability is the sanctions imposed on its exports. In fact, they are expecting that with the production of uh, saffron, uh, they can at least uh, realize something like uh, $2 million. Uh, let me rephrase this, Shafat Ahmad. The saffron from Afghanistan costs about $2,000 per kilogram. So can you can imagine the quality. It's of such a high quality, Shafat Ahmad. And uh, they're expecting that if uh, the sanctions... Uh, uh, lifted Shabbat Ahmed worldwide. Uh, they would have something like $20 million worth of uh, saffron going out to the world. And uh, Alhamdulillah, I think uh, this morning you told me in Shabbat Ahmed that uh, some of the saffron is being uh, exported to Pakistan and then it is made available to the world. Allah make it easy for the people who are producing uh, such uh, uh, such a commodity that will bring in some very needed uh, foreign currency. On the educational front, girls' schools have commenced writing national exams and university attendance by our sisters have increased, notwithstanding the negative, hypocritical and double standards engaged with by the West. Since the change of government in Islamabad in Pakistan, the skirmishes in the border area of Shaman has escalated. The dispute has, has been an old issue, but what makes it dangerous is constant exchange of firepower across the border. On Sunday, Afghan border guards had uh, have been alleged to have carried out an unprovoked and an indiscriminate attack across the main border between the two countries. Six civilians were killed and 17 were injured, while the Afghans lost a soldier. Immediate negotiations with the foreign affairs of Pakistan and the Afghan entity between the two parties has brought the situation to normality. And then we go on to Bangladesh, where the Battle of the Begums has been taken to the streets of the capital in Dhaka, the Bangladesh National Party, the BNP, the main opposition in the country has strategically held protests across the country ahead of the 2023 elections in the national and provincial assemblies. A poor economy, rising food and full fuel prices and power cuts are the main issues directed against the long-serving government of Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina, the daughter of the independence leader Sheikh Mujibur Rahman, Asina of the Awami League has long-standing rivalry with the BNP leader, the former Prime Minister Khalid Azia. Also involved in this protest, Shabbat, you there? Yeah, you are loud, loud and clear. Your information oh. is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Go ahead, Abba. Uh, in fact, what has happened also, the Jamaat Islami, the largest Muslim opposition party, has had its leader, Shafiqur Rahman, arrested after he indicated that the party would join the opposition in the protest demanding the resignation of uh, the Prime Minister. What was very interesting, Shafat Ahmad, when General uh, Bajwa of Pakistan, when he retired and uh, was uh, replaced by uh, uh, Asim Munir, Shafat Ahmad, at his uh, farewell uh, speech, Shafat Ahmad, he said that uh, the Pakistan army, 
played a pretty dominant role in the security of uh, Pakistan. But in 1971, it came up against, you know, there was a lot of criticism against the Pakistan army from West Pakistan that went into East Pakistan at that time. And he said it was just impossible to secure East Pakistan because there were only 30,000 troops from West Pakistan that were participating in the against the independence called by Sheikh Mujibur Rahman. And what these 30,000 troops were up against was uh, that India had sent in 250,000 troops and the 200,000 Bangladeshi troops that uh, Sheikh Mujibur Rahman had garnered Shabana Mahdi. It was just uh, an impossible task for the 30,000 West Pakistani troops uh, to secure East Pakistan. But I think because of the distance between East and West and India in between, over more than 1,000 kilometers, Shabat Ahmad, it was inevitable that uh, the Bangladeshis would come, would demand independence. And in fact, what was also ironic, Shabat Ahmad, at the elections in 1971, the party of Sheikh Mujibur Rahman, the Awami League, won the elections with the majority and uh, the inevitable fact would have been that Sheikh Mujibur Rahman would have to go to West Pakistan to take over the government with all those people from Bangladesh, all these party members, especially from uh, Bangladesh, that time East Pakistan. And uh, I think uh, what has happened is there was a sacrifice of a lot of troops uh, from West Pakistan and uh, the Pakistan army came under uh, a lot of criticism uh, from within that uh, how could uh, they lose so many of their uh, soldiers who became shaheeds of Adamant. But today the relations, alhamdulillah, have improved tremendously between Bangladesh and Pakistan, uh, especially on the economic level, you know, Bangladesh is one of the South uh, Asian giants in uh, producing and uh, in the textile industry. And uh, we heard of many of the fires that broke out in factories that were not uh, safety reliable. You know, know, maybe, you know, I like to comment here. When you talk about uh, the Bangladeshis, I mean, you look at the, the carving of uh, the subcontinent, you know, carving um, India one end and then you got uh, uh, Pakistan, uh, the Bangladeshis. I mean, can you imagine if, if it was one big, powerful Muslim state? I mean, they say if uh, India stayed as it, be, as it was, there was a majority Muslim population, but that is not told to us. And that Winston Churchill was orchestrating his, uh, you know, his plans, his evil plans at the expense of even, you know, Indians uh, being sacrificed by taking food away from Bangladesh or wheat from, uh, you know, different parts of India and so forth and uh, giving it to Europe. And at one stage, I believe, Winston Churchill, uh, you know, put a side note when the Australian ships were going into India and, you know, taking these uh, wheat and uh, grain away to Europe, and he put a side note. Guess what he wrote there, Abu? He wrote there, why hasn't uh, Gandhi died yet? And then he put another note, why do these people breed like rabbits? I mean, this is a man that is held in a very high esteem in uh, 
European history, but he should be exposed to what he really was, a rank racist and, and uh, someone that uh, didn't care for, you know, what he did. He was a looter. Uh, he, he's shameless for what he has done. And he is uh, held as a, as a hero, Abu. Yes, Shafatamad, it, it is alleged that uh, he killed more than 4 million Indians when he stole all the wheat and the grain for the war effort in uh, Europe, Shafatamad. And uh, this is how the textile industry in India and in uh, the time Pakistan was part of India, uh, Bangladesh was part of uh, India also, and uh, they destroyed all the looms that were being used in India and uh, took all the cotton to England, processed it there, and then brought it back uh, as cloth uh, to India, Shabbat in fact, the cost of, if we talk of reparations, you know how they have uh, taxed uh, the Germans uh, yeah. to give uh, to the Zionists, uh, to the Jews, uh, for reparations for the Holocaust of Ottoman. If uh, India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh have to ask uh, England uh, throughout, throughout its uh, colonies, if they all ask uh, for reparations of Ottoman, I think uh, England would have to just give uh, itself over to all these countries. And uh, th that is not spoken about, Shabbat you know, the history, the, 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 the creation of uh, Palestine with the Balfour Declaration and all that. It's just uh, swept under the carpet and uh, no one is taking blame. Up till today, the Palestinians haven't been given an apology for the destruction and the genocide that is still carrying on up to today, Shafat Amani. Gee, Shafat, yeah, and then... Uh, 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 maybe uh, maybe we, we can go on another train of thought here, you know, with all these things they do. And then, you know, you look at uh, Britain, you know, like half of the investment that's uh, in Britain today is uh, Qatari money. Uh, they, you know, they help uh, in investment and, uh, you know, businesses, I mean, airlines and so forth. But this is not told to the world. I mean, they were going halter-skelter for uh, Qatar. But that country is the biggest investor in uh, Britain. And it seems as if, uh, you know, people are being duped. But I feel, and I, you know, slowly but surely, the world is being, uh, you know, um, conscientized to what's happening in, uh, with the British media and with British uh, propaganda. They're just another damn squibber, Abu. What's your thoughts? Gee, in fact, uh, George Galloway and Piers Morgan have uh, brought it out, Shafatamad, the hypocrisy of the British, you know, that they are so dependent on the gas and the oil from uh, Qatar and the Gulf states. In fact, it is uh, contended that more than a trillion dollars uh, has been invested by uh, the Middle East uh, uh, Arab states, uh, Saudi Arabia included, uh, and uh, Qatar and the United Arab Emirates, Shafatamad. But on the one level, they will make a big noise against. But you see, the attack is not against the uh, leaders of uh, these countries, Shafat. You know, somewhere along mm -hmm. the line, most of them are autocratic and uh, far away from uh, Allah knows best how far away they are from Islam. But uh, the Qatar uh, World Cup... Uh, stage is being used to attack uh, the values uh, that Islam promulgates among the people of the world. And Alhamdulillah, you know, the, uh, 
it is uh, just wonderful that uh, thousands of people who have attended the World Cup have uh, embraced the religion of Islam, have embraced the values that uh, Islam promotes and uh, the Middle East culture, Shafatamad. Uh, hopefully that this will create another. But the BBC, the ITVs and uh, Sky Sports are still blind uh, to what the people are saying. But it's the same way how the people on the ground have supported at this World Cup uh, the Palestinian cause at every opportunity. Whatever the leaders say, though they have uh, engaged into that uh, Abrahamic courts and everything, Shabbat. But the uh, Arab and the Muslim on the ground, Shabbat, is uh, 100% behind the Palestinian cause. We know how they have treated the Israeli journalists who have, when they came to find out that these were journalists from uh, Zionist state, they walked away and they said, to you, when will you free Palestine, Shabbat? And this is the situation that we come across. And uh, finally, Shafat Ahmad, we just want to talk about uh, Palestine once again. Child killers, yes, you guessed it. 16-year-old Jana Mahdi Majidi Zakarne was shot during an Israeli raid in the Jenin refugee camp while standing on the roof of her home. She was shot in the head. Imagine 16-year-old child, Shafat Ahmad. The Zionist occupying force is acknowledged killing the innocent girl and making the excuse that she was unintentionally hit by fire, aimed at gunmen in a nearby area. She is one of 50 children killed by the IOF this year in the occupied territories of the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and the Gaza Strip. Shabbat, it is just very interesting, you know, when you note how the international press report regarding the Palestinian issues, they have divided the Palestinian territories into three distinct areas, the Gaza Strip, East Jerusalem as a separate entity, and the West Bank as another entity, and it is never spoken of all the other occupied territories where the settlers have been uh, housed, so this is uh, how we read in the international press. This year, more than 215 Palestinians were killed by the Zionists, including 17 women. I'm just going to take a step forward every single now. Gee, Abu, and as you're saying, you know, uh, all these are... Yes, uh, uh, Abu, you're still there? Gee, I'm here. Okay. I, I just want to add to that, you know, year in and year out of these atrocities that are being perpetrated by these... Uh, uh, the Zionist uh, entities uh, go unanswered, and you know you know where the uh, West stands when it comes to help and support for uh, the uh, Zionist state of Israel. And we talk about uh, America's un un uh, what unyielding support for Israel also. But uh, Abu, you know this will come to pass, and very soon, inshallah, the tide will turn because the support that was uh, shown at this very mega event, most what event on earth, the World Cup, mm. really, you know, it drummed in the point that free, free Palestine, and Palestine should be free. Abu? Hey, and uh, in fact, we, 
Western press is trying very hard, very hard to give an indication that the players are also part of the ISIS group because when they put up their finger to show Wahid, you know, one Allah, believers in one Allah, <laughs> they have construed it and said that, no, these are supporters of the ISIS, and in fact, uh, some of the analysts have said that, you know, this nonsense of uh, equating uh, the showing of one finger to ISIS or any other thing is just uh, ridiculous and preposterous. And Alhamdulillah, I think the Muslim players have uh, sh- shown to the world, you know, the dignity with which the, their mothers are being looked taken care of Shafat Ahmad and uh, their complete submission uh, to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, I think uh, despite the many other criticisms uh, of the event, Shafat Ahmad, it has been a showcase of Islamic values, Arab values, and Arab culture. And inshallah, this will uh, just uh, bode good for the future. In fact, Ismail Aniyah, of uh, Hamas has said that, uh, you know, now that the new government that is going to be installed in uh, uh, Tel Aviv, Shafat Ahmad, in the Knesset, he said that, look, uh, we have over the years destroyed many other governments that came to power and who threatened us. You can bring this one on also, and uh, we will also contend with it uh, in the way that we have. We have got experience, we have got resistance, we have got patience, and uh, we have got the means to resist uh, anything that is thrown at us. Inshallah, Allah make it easy for the Palestinians and for the Muslim Ummah at large. But to you and the listeners of Marqas Sahaba, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah for having us. Yeah, before you leave us, I will give you mints there. Jazakallah, I think I did. Yeah. If you want to, yeah, I know you can look at the other things, the Croatians and all that. But anyway, Abu, you have a brilliant uh, evening ahead. Jazakallah for a top presentation. And inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir, people. Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, inshallah, it will be Anwar Qasim on his segment, Driving with Anwar. <laughs>